Welcome to You, But More Powerful. I'm your host, Rhiannon, and this is your go-to podcast for raw and expansive messages from health, fitness, business, and mindset, and as always, with a little bit of fun sprinkled in. My purpose is to help you step into your most powerful self and build your dream life. You'll gain clarity, connection, and confidence with a whole lot of practical skills along the way. I know you're in exactly the right place to level up, build the body, mindset, and life you absolutely love and thrive in. Let's go. Welcome back to any of my returning listeners or YouTube watchers, and hello and welcome if this is the first episode that you have listened to. We're going to jump in today with some My Fitness Pal top tips, quick fixes, and just a way to be able to navigate this extremely useful, but sometimes a little bit more complex app. For those of you that I am already working with, you would know that I utilize two different strategies, mostly when it comes to managing our nutrition and our nutritional strategy. So for those that are using something like the hand plan and want to get a bit of an introduction into macros and my fitness power, obviously this is a really good episode to listen to. And anyone else that is listening, thinking I'd love to be able to utilize it. I want to get a little bit more strategic and meticulous with my results and my goals and need a little bit of fine tuning. If you don't already have your macros set, please head to the link in my bio. I have a macro guide, really amazing resource. You can go through, you can see how all the calculations work. Those that I'm working with, you would already have these set. And remember when we're talking about our calorie targets, they are a moving target. It's not something that's set in stone. You don't just set your calories one time and set and forget. And I'll talk about this on another episode, but this is one of the common problems I see when it comes to everyone trying to manage their nutrition and their results through different life stages where they might start a new job or they're in a different you know, environment or they're doing less movement, more movement, so on and so forth. So I really, if there's nothing that you take away from this, I really want you to remember these things are moving targets. They are not set in stone. Okay. Now I'm going to assume that you've already got your MyFitnessPal set up. And if not, same link in bio, you'll see it in the show notes. I have a how to use my fitness power guide. If you don't already know, I am the queen of lots of different guides just to be able to help and support and get you some really amazing results. So head there, make sure you've got that set up and then come back and listen. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I just wanted to take a quick break to let you know how you can work with me. I currently have places inside of the Glow Up program. If you don't know what this is, it is a completely personalized programming, nutrition, and education online coaching service. I've specifically designed this to help women get strong and shape their physique, whether that's lose fat, build muscle, or both. The Glow Up is best suited for women who love lifting, but haven't ever had their programming or nutrition customized specifically to them. Maybe you've dabbled in some classes or you've seen some results from PDFs and other app programs. You wanna get better, more efficient and long-term sustainable results, all whilst learning a whole heap about your body along the way. Maybe you've had a coach before, but you're still struggling with overtraining, undereating, and that all or nothing fixed mindset approach. Nothing is ever good enough and you wanna be able to hit those results without constantly crashing and burning or just burning the candle at both ends. To claim your spot, DM me the glow up on Instagram or hit the show notes for your application form. I'll be in touch to let you know for a good fit. Simple and easy, um, but I'm going to step you through it. So write these steps down or do them as we go. But basically, you're going to go into your MyFitnessPal app. You're going to go into more, click on settings. When you're in your settings, you're going to click on profile. 
and in profile, you're going to click on units. Okay, so then you're going to go to your unit section and this is where you'll go to energy and you'll change kilojoules to calories or vice versa. Okay, calories, don't get me started on this. I don't know why like we use kilojoules. If anyone knows and wants to tell me, please let me know. I know that there's different, like there's the metric system and then there's the other system. I don't even know what it is actually. Okay, I did just Google it because I am that person. I couldn't continue on this episode without knowing. So the metric system and the imperial system. Anyway, if you're the expert on this, please slide in the DM. I want to hear a little bit more. But for me, I really like working things off calories. It's more of a universal kind of language, so to speak. There's a lot more information around there. That's basically the way that I operate. As far as I'm aware, most people do as well. So there's a quick and easy way to be able to change it. Um, Obviously, it will default if you are in Australia um, to kilojoules. And I'm not quite sure where else uses kilojoules. So again, that might be some more further research I need to do. Or if you know, tell me because I want to know. So what is my fitness pal? It is essentially a free smartphone app. I mean, there is a paid version, but you can get a lot out of the free version anyway. Or you can also use a website version. I actually do this on the back end when I'm reviewing um, my fitness pal logs for those that want to, you know, get a little bit more um, information around their nutrition. That's part of the coaching that I offer. So it's a way to basically help you track your food intake um, and really to see if you're hitting your nutrition goals. Um, in a much more, what's the word, much more streamlined way or more accurate way than utilizing a hand portioning method or, you know, guesstimating and things like that. So some of your benefits, and again, there's always pros and cons to anything. My fitness pal isn't going to be, you know, a good tool 100% of the time for 100% of the people. However, I do utilize this a lot. And especially even if it's for an acute period of time, you want to be able to fluctuate between the two using the hand plan and using my fitness pal. Okay. Why? It's going to give you a lot more information around improving your nutritional knowledge or your nutritional literacy. Um, you're going to be able to, you know, see thousands or hundreds or millions probably of different, you know, food packaging, foods, different types, learn more about the nutritional content of each of your types of foods and be able to give you the tools and understanding to make adjustments, you know, as you go. Um, I know when I first began to use it, it can be quite overwhelming. However, you know, through again, perseverance, practice, and not trying to get it hundred percent perfect all the time. We'll talk about that later. It's like, we can actually utilize this as a tool to gain more information around the foods that we're consuming. Like we can literally look at it and see what's in, in the other good thing is obviously when we're looking at, you know, managing our nutrition to reach our goals, whether it be, you know, getting jacked, losing weight, losing fat, etc. It gives us a little bit more accountability. And the studies do show that people that don't actually track their food intake and are told to do a recall, you know, of their food can actually underreport by sometimes like up to 30%. Okay. And for those of you that if we're looking to get our specific results, you know, in the gym, muscle mummies coming at you, building the booty. It's like, we need to have a, you know, certain amount of protein, carbs, fats, etc., and things to be able to make these results come to life. And when we're, you know, say we're in a fat loss phase, if we're going on a more conservative approach and we're going around like a 10 to 20% deficit, you can see by not actually recording this information, you could put yourself back at maintenance. Just to insert a little bit of a, a story with one of my clients, we actually sat down and had a really good conversation. She saw some amazing results. She's about five kilos down in this fat loss phase. It's not the first fat loss phase that we've done. You know, she's already five dress sizes down, right? But what we came across was a bit of a block and what that actually came down to, and we're going to talk about some of these mistakes later, is that 
you know, she hit this point where she'd sort of plateaued and the results weren't coming in as, as quick as she'd hoped, right? Now, after a lot of honest conversations, reflections, and, you know, getting a little bit more context around like what's really going on, we actually uncovered that there's probably a lot more little calories and things that have slipped in without her quite realizing. So again, getting this increased accountability through utilizing my fitness power for all that it's worth, um, we're able to, you know, catapult these results. And off the back end of that conversation, we saw another kilo loss. It was a really great outcome. So I'm going to talk about some of those uh, mistakes or common errors that can happen and just understanding. And I, I really want to reaffirm this, the way that you've always done something gets you to this point, right? So what you've done gets you these results. If you want something different, you're going to need to do things differently. Okay. So in this example, she'd made amazing progress, learned so much about herself, made amazing, like so much confidence that she's built within the gym, within her own person, within her nutritional literacy, all of these areas, but it had gotten us to this point. And it's like, now we want to go to the next level. So it's like, what do we need to do differently to get there? The other really good thing about my fitness pal, it is literally accessible anywhere anytime you can use it to scan things up when you're out and about or you can look things up and make some adjustments but you've got it on your phone and chances are if you're around my age or anyone these days really you've probably got your phone on you 24 7. Now as I talk to you about the different errors or mistakes or slip-ups that can happen I really want you to assess where you're at okay there's going to be a variety of different people listening to this at different levels, different training ages, and you may be relatively new, you may be more experienced. Okay. So there's going to be a sliding scale of how meticulous you need to be with this stuff. Um, But again, the example of my client, we saw some really good results. There was a little bit more loose tracking happening. Um, You know, we weren't tracking things like some of the liquids, some of the, you know, bites, licks, you know, tasting that, um, you know, Nutella from the jar, some of that pasta sauce or whatever it may be, not including some of these things could actually then account for a lot more calories than we do realize. And by utilizing this tool um, to be able to learn more, not self-sabotage, not beat ourselves up, the mindset stuff I'll have to chat in another podcast episode, but utilizing it for good rather than evil to be able to go, okay, let's actually get some more context. Let's learn more about this. Let's get it under a microscope a little bit more. We have a really time sensitive goal for this person. So it made sense to step it up a notch and, you know, really getting into it. She was ready, willing, and able, and she was so excited to take this next level um, and really step things up. So again, When we first started, being able to have a few, you know, licks and tastes and things like that wasn't as detrimental to her results as it is now. And the the nature of the game, as we either become a smaller or leaner or more muscular version of ourselves, our calorie requirements and the fine tuning or the meticulousness that we need to apply is going to differ. So if you think about when you first start, you could probably be a little bit more loose with these types of things. But then as you get closer and closer to this goal, as you would probably know, it becomes harder and harder to achieve. And again, not not going to go down that path. But let's go back to some of the things that are some common mistakes. So some ones that I do see is not tracking things like your liquids. Okay. So when we're thinking about that, we're looking at like your juices or some drinks or coffees 
Um, again, with that, I apply a little bit of nuance. I myself drink a long black and very, very rarely will ask for a little bit of almond milk in there. To be honest, when I'm in a fat loss phase, I just go with the long black. Sometimes I just have a little double espresso. Um, but anyway, we're not talking about our coffee order here. Um, but when we're talking about coffees with milk um, and other like sugars and syrups and things like that, we need to look at, you know, the, the calorie intake and requirement of those um, because it is going to impact where we land by the end of the day. So um, if you're drinking a long black, my, my uh, long winded way of saying you don't necessarily need to track this. I'm sure if you put it in there, you probably see it's about four calories. If you're having like 10 coffees in a day, we've got another conversation to have, <laughs> but obviously that's going to apply a bit more. But anyway, let's not go down that path. Um, but yeah, your coffees with your milks, um, different drinks, juices, all of these contain calories, okay? So it's important that we add them into our day um, outside of like our, our black coffee um, and our water. And to be honest, some of the sugar-free drinks I wouldn't really be concerned with um, at this point. And again, I'm not, you know, talking about someone who's competing here. I'm talking about someone who's really looking for that fat loss result to hit their strength PBs to really have a jacked version of themselves. Okay. Then if we move on to another one, um, one that I see a common one is eating back calories that we've burnt. So you, you heard me talk about this in the beginning where we don't want to link up our exercise to our, my fitness pal app. We want to calculate and set our macros. We want to track the right information to ensure these are the macros that we want to be on based on the phase that we're in. That guide is going to explain it. So go have a look in the show notes. We don't want to be linking up our exercise because this is going to start to add more calories to our day, which we've already calculated separately. So we want to turn this feature off because a lot of the time, like why this feature is pretty inaccurate from time to time. Um, and again, you've probably seen this yourself. You, you know, consume what it says in there, you set your goals and things still aren't working. And again, if you're someone who wants more structure and accountability and is ready to take that next level, you'll see a little link to apply for my coaching or learn some more about it, book a call, etc. Go and have a look at that. But back to this is like eating our, our calories that we've burnt. We want to turn that feature off and we don't want to, you know, utilize that um, because that's going to give us some inaccurate data. Another one that I see, especially like when we're just playing around with different like recipes and things like that is not including all of those little things, like the extra bite that you have and the little lick of the spoon and tasting of the sauce. And the example that I had with my client is we noticed that we realized it was a lot of those sauces and things that were adding up to quite a number of calories. Now, there was a couple of things that we tackled with this person in particular there was a bit of a mindset shift that needed to occur. And a lot of the time, this is in combination with the other strategy that's backed by the evidence and the research is that she was really concerned that if she was starting to shift some of these more calorie dense options for some lower calories, that she was going to fall back into that restrictive mindset where she was overtraining, she was under eating and the weight was not shifting, right? So we had a little bit of work to do in terms of like realizing that that self-belief that we're not that same person anymore. Um, so, you know, all of that was obviously worked on. And then looking at, okay, when we're in a fat loss phase, we probably need to be, well, not probably, we do need to be more uh, streamlined, meticulous, have things under a microscope a little bit more, especially with a time-sensitive goal, comparatively to being in something like a maintenance phase where we have a little bit more flexibility with the foods that we're consuming. So when we're thinking about adopting the habits, the lifestyle, the behavior that gets us the result, 
We can't just do that for a period of time and then just go back because that's going to give us the results that we had before. And this is that, you know, all or nothing yo-yo dieting approach I talk about a lot. But it's like we want to continually up level and be a stronger, more capable version of ourselves and bettering ourselves each and every time. The lifestyle that we're creating is one where we fill our diet of 80% whole foods, 20% soul food. And we're really making sure that we're hitting our protein, we're getting our fruits and our vegetables in, and you know we're managing the right areas. Hi, it's Ri again. I just wanted to interrupt this episode super, super quick to let you know that my free community group where we talk things, training, nutrition, mindset, lifestyles, Q&As, polls, you name it, we're in there. The vibes are going strong. So it is a free community group on Facebook. You'll find all the details in the show notes below. So please add yourself in there and I look forward to chatting with you. Going back to ordering takeout and going through fast food and drive throughs constantly all the time. So as an example, at maintenance, maybe you're opting for some chicken thigh because you really love it. But then in a fat loss phase, you might opt for some chicken breast considering it is a um, less calorie dense version of chicken. Okay. Providing you eat chicken, not talking about vegetarian, vegan here. I obviously do work with plenty of people who have lots of different dietary requirements. Um, but just using that as an example. Okay. So back to the, the error that we were seeing is it's like, we're not including those little bites and licks and tastes and things like that. Now, a really easy way. And for those that are watching might get a bit more of an understanding. I'm going to, you know, use my hands to describe and those that are listening, I want you to imagine if you don't already, but a way um, that you can very simply easily track things like sources and things like that is you can use the tear function. Okay. So you're going to pop like as an example, I might have my salmon and my veggies. I'll have it on my plate. I put the plate on the scale. That slipped my mind for a second. <laughs> put it on the scale and I'll hit tear and it'll take it back to zero. And then I'll just put the sauce on and it will show you how many calories, um, how many calories, how many grams that you're using. And you can easily track that in um, or like you track it in and go, okay, I need 20. All right, there's 20, right? Another way is like if you're using a jar, say it's peanut butter, you put that on the scale as well, you hit tear, you take the peanut butter out and whatever the negative number, it might say minus 10, then that's 10 grams of peanut butter. So very easy ways to do these things there. Just some little quick tips. Um, I've seen, you know, very unique ways of um, tracking that sort of stuff and very time consuming. And, you know, if you've been listening to my stuff or you follow my social media, I'm very much about like, let's find the most effective way to get things done because we have other things that we need to worry about in our lives. Okay. So first of all, recapping on some of the stuff we've discussed so far is we're not tracking some of our liquids. Um, we're not including our like bites, our licks, our, you know, sips of different things. Um, we're not, we're not wanting to um, eat back our calories that we've actually burnt. So we want to disconnect any of those functions. Um, and then another one is it come when it comes to eating out. So, you know, not including the meals that we eat out or overestimating serving sizes. They're probably two different ones, but if we kind of talk about it collective, I t see time and time again, not knowing how to, you know, track foods and things when we're out. And that finds it, you know, quite difficult. Again, you're going to apply your own critical lens to this and see whether this is right for you at this point in your journey um, or not. And again, if you're kind of hitting a bit of a, a roadblock, applying some of these principles is going to be helpful. But again, I'm open to chat with you guys if you have any questions about this. Okay. So if we take an example for not in, like including our meals um, that we're eating out, there's a couple of different ways that we can look at this. Okay. Is over time, 
utilizing my fitness pal and actually looking at the serving size. So be present when you're tracking this food. You put the chicken on the scale. I know I keep talking about chicken and funnily enough, I'm going to go on a tangent here. One of the girls, we have a running joke is because we were just talking about, um, you know, meal planning, getting these things in check. And I just have this like old mentality of like, we don't need to eat chicken, broccoli and rice. But if you like chicken, broccoli and rice, you can eat it, right? And I remember, you know, this person in particular was very much in that all or nothing approach. And again, common theme here, it's very, you know, perfection, high achieving woman that I'm working with. Um, and she'd said, you know, I, I'm just going to have chicken for dinner. And I remember saying, I'm like, do you even like that though? And the poor, like she, she does, she actually likes chicken, but it's just this, like my own belief of like, it doesn't need to be chicken, broccoli and rice and like talking about that. So Anyway, that was a bit of a side note, but I think that's why chicken always comes up in my mind. And every time I hear myself say, there's probably people out there that are like, I hate chicken. I don't even want to eat chicken. That's fine. Please note that I very rarely am like, eat chicken, eat chicken, eat chicken. Okay. So back to obviously eating out. There's a couple of ways that we can do this. Um, obviously is we can look for nutritional information. So different restaurants, like I know grilled or some common ones that you'll go to um, will have their nutritional information that you can look at ahead of time. Or we can look at things like throwing some numbers at what we think it's going to land at. Um, and I always include a serving of oil. Most places cook with a lot more oil than we would at home. So adding that there and allowing for those extra calories to slip in and then sort of be done with it. Now, this pairs with the overestimating um, different sizes, okay? Because what I was saying before with the chicken example is like when we're weighing things out, start to eyeball it, start to look at how big that serving is. And you will, and it starts, to, it actually starts to become a little bit fun. Like I know that I found this is a little bit of a game. Um, and again, I'm uh, for those that know me, very competitive, a bit of a competitive streak, especially with my partner. He was in comp prep when we first met um, and obviously very meticulous with all this stuff, much more fine tooth comb than, you know, what, what I'm talking about here. Um, but it's like all of these principles are hundred percent applied because there's no real room for error to, you know, in, in that degree. Right. And I remember I would often be leaning on him like, Oh, how, how many grams do you think this is? And, you know, he would be quite accurate. Um, and again, because he was so structured and he's eating most like pretty much well, not out at all during prep, it was just eating all the food that was cooked, etc. different kettle of fish. Um, but I remember it became my thing over time. I was like, I want to be able to estimate that serving size better than he can. And it was just like, I don't know whether it's a bit of ego or a little bit of competitive nature, but whatever it was, it's actually helped me with these tools over time. Um, so again, if you want to throw a little bit of competition at it, I don't know, maybe we need to create a competition to see who can estimate these things um, better than the others. But Anyway, compare to yourself and improve yourself for yourself. But I just thought that was a little bit of fun. Um, so, you know, looking at the things that you're tracking, actually learning about these things. Okay. So you can actually see, okay, this is how much this amount of chicken is, or this is how much this amount of sauce is. And you will actually learn this stuff along the way rather than utilizing it as a chore. And oh, I've got to track all this and blah, blah, blah. Make it fun, apply a growth mindset and a critical lens to it. And you're going to have a much better time. Okay. Because then when you need to guess things, um, because you know, it may happen, um, you're going to have a much more accurate um, guess. However, on that note, when we are in the back end of a fat loss phase, guessing and eating out all the time and doing these things is probably going to sneak in a lot more calories than you do realize. Um, and it becomes a lot more challenging to hit the goal that you're, um, you know, wanting again, throwing it back to some of these, uh, extra calories and things can sneak in, you know, 10 to 20 to 30% on your day. And all of a sudden you're now not in a fat loss phase and you've essentially lost that week for the time sensitive goal that you've had. Okay. 
When we're talking about tracking different meals out, I actually also have a takeaway guide. Um, if that's something you want to have a look at, feel free to shoot me through a message. I don't actually have that up on my website. Um, but by the time you're listening to this, I would have already gone live in my private Facebook group. Um, and this is, uh, well, essentially it's a free and open community group, but I do have it on an application basis and it's called Your Strength Empire. So it's my free Facebook community group that you can join. You'll be able to see that in the show notes as well. Um, come and join the ch- conversation there. I go live, I answer Q and A's and we actually had um, a discussion around um, my fitness pal, any issues, any help that they wanted. Um, you know, how to track certain foods and meals and all that kind of stuff. So if that's something that interests you, I would absolutely love to see you in that group. So please hit the link and join. Now, last but not least, one of the most common issues I see is, especially when you're new to tracking or learning about MyFitnessPal, is not planning ahead. Okay, this is looking at tracking as you're going and it becomes quite overwhelming, it becomes stressful. You're getting to the end of the day, you haven't hit your protein intake, you're feeling stressed, you're annoyed, you're like, I could have done better, so on and so forth, right? We don't want to leave our our results at the end of the day up to chance. You know, the, the nature of the those that are listening to this and those that I work with is you want results and you want them now. And you know, we we want to get there, right? So we don't want to leave these things up to chance. We want to plan ahead of time and you know, throw some numbers and things at your day, have a look at how to structure that food. And again, there's a few resources that you'll see in the links, but we don't want to leave things up to decision fatigue. Okay. So what is that? Decision fatigue essentially is a bit of a discussion around like the more decisions that we're making in a day, the poorer that they, they become. So what we want to do is automate, streamline, create routines, and basically limit the number of decisions that we have to make. Okay. Now, I don't know about you, but I've been doing this for a very long time. And if I have to think about what I'm going to eat next and when I'm going to eat it and what I'm doing, that just stresses me out because I have so many other things that I want to focus on. I really want to create more podcast episodes. I really want to create a, like a provide a high level service in my business. I have my own health and fitness goals that I want to achieve. I have personal and relationship goals that I want to hit. Like thinking about what I'm going to eat and when I'm going to eat it to be able to hit my goals is just like brain numbing stuff that I don't even want to think about. So a way that we can do this is at the very least planning out the day before having a look, laying in bed. You can do it before you go to bed. Okay, what am I doing tomorrow? Am I working? What is it? What do I need to you know, account for? And actually then structuring your day around it and reducing the number of decisions that you have to make by planning things ahead or you know, meal planning, or it might be even getting some meal prep service in whatever it may be. Okay. Now I know that some people are going to listen to this and go meal planning. I've got to spend three hours making these Instagram worthy meals. You do not. Meal planning can be as simple as writing out what you're going to eat and putting all the packs together. Okay. You might have tuna, rice, and some frozen veg. I remember when I worked in an office, I used to take that. I would make my smoothie the day before as well. I'd make it up quite watery so I can shake it up and have it the next morning um, for my mid-morning snack. My breakfast, I'd have my overnight oats or overnight you know, cereals or whatever left in the fridge and I was good to go, right? The less decisions I had to make, I even had it down to the T where I would put it in my calendar. So when I started using Google Calendar, I reckon I was probably about 22 or 23. I don't know. I'm 29 now. It's been a while. When I first started, I was like, oh my God, this is overwhelming. But like anything, it's like riding a bike, do it a few times and now you're good at it. Same shit, right? So, you know, 
planning these things out, putting in there, eat at this time, eat at this time, eat at this time, and you don't even have to worry about it anymore. So automating these decisions, make them repetitive, make them easy to follow through, make it a schedule, it's easy, it's done you will have way more time than you realize. And if you're like me, scheduling used to stress me out because I wanted to be hashtag spontaneous and I love it. Reality check. You're not being spontaneous when you're overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that you could have done ahead of time, but you didn't want to because you wanted to have hashtag free time, (laughs) but it's not free time. Anyway, you get where I'm going with that, right? do the damn thing. The other thing you can do obviously is like reducing these decision fatigue is obviously limit the number of decisions that you have to make, prioritize the decisions and have them, you know, when you're in a really good headspace. So maybe it is planning out the morning of whatever it may be, automate all of your decisions and simplify the decisions you have to make. If you have to think about, oh, okay, what am I going to make up for lunch now? I want you to think about, you know, communicating with a child, right? And if you said to them, hey, little Johnny, do you want to go to the movies or do you want to go bowling or do you want to go to time zone or do you want to go to mini golf or do you want to go to the soccer? How overwhelming is that? We've given this poor child five different decisions of like, oh, now I don't even know where I want to go. Maybe I want to do putt-putt because that looks more fun, but I haven't been to the movies for a while. So maybe I should go there or time zone or can I just do it all? And now it's like, now we're either frustrated because we're not getting to do what we want to do. We want to do all of them. So many decisions, you wouldn't do it, right? You would say, do you want to go to the movies or do you want to go to putt-putt? Simple, right? Do the same thing with yourself. Make it simple, easy, repeatable, ability to follow through and your game is going to change. So I hope you've been able to enjoy this episode, learn a lot from, you know, some of the common errors, um, learn a bit more about setting up your mind fitness power, some of the key tips and tricks. And again, for a further deep dive in getting your, you know, into how to use my fitness power, head to the link. You'll be able to see my resources there. You'll be able to find all the other bits and pieces that I've mentioned in the show notes. I'm really looking forward to seeing you in your strength empire. I'd love to continue the conversation about all of this over there and any other conversations that you'd like to see. Um, I always want feedback on what you enjoy listening to, what you want to learn more about. And I look forward to seeing you guys in the next episode. Thanks guys. Thank you for listening to the You But More Powerful podcast. If you're determined to continue to expand and grow and reach heights you never thought were possible, you'll want to make sure you're subscribed so you'll never miss out on a single episode. If you loved today's, I would absolutely love your feedback and to see you tag at you but more powerful underscore podcast on Instagram. See you guys in the next episode.